it's time to get geared up with GeekWire's weekly tech and gadget show. Here are your hosts, Todd Bishop and Andrew Edwards. Welcome to Geared Up from GeekWire.com in Seattle. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. We've got a great show. Tons of news to talk about this yeah. week. Yeah. The Samsung Galaxy S8. Andrew was in New York. Right. Oh, my gosh. For the event. We yes. We've got tons to talk about. Plus, the Windows 10 Creators Update. I've been going hands-on with that. I'll be able to share some of my impressions. That a big deal? Uh, uh, well. Okay. We'll talk about uh, it. Yeah. We'll talk about it. All right. All right. And uh, Andrew actually has the elusive iPhone Red on is it elusive site. still? I hope it's not elusive <laughs> anymore. But yeah, we have one of those here. We have two of them here, actually. And as well as the retail edition, the retail version, the release version of the LG G6, which is going to be one of the main competitors, if not the main competitor, to the Samsung Galaxy S8. So if you're just new to the show, this is a weekly news and hands-on reviews of the hottest games, gadgets, high-tech gear. Yes. You can hear us on the radio, on the podcast. Just go to geekwire.com slash geared up. Uh, you can also go to youtube.com slash Andrew Edwards, Andrew right. with a U. Right, or Gear Live. YouTube.com slash Gear Live works as well. Subscribe on Facebook. We also do live videos of this if you're hearing on the podcast. So right. subscribe at any one of those places, and you can get notified when we go live. So let's jump in with the Samsung Galaxy right. well, before, S8. Before you oh. do that, just because yeah. you kind of gla- glossed over it, yeah. this is a podcast now that you can actually go yes. and, and subscribe to. Yes. So... Go into iTunes, yep. search for Geared Up, and you'll find us. Please do subscribe. Please do leave a rating, and that will help us out a lot because we just launched the podcast there, and we want to get this out to more people. So, again, go to iTunes, That's right. iTunes Store. You can subscribe to the podcast right there for the audio. You can also find that at geekwire.com slash geared up. There's an Boom. iTunes link right there. Okay. Perfect. All right. I want to talk about the S8 because you were just in New York. So Samsung is trying to rebound here. Now, Mm -hmm. the Samsung Galaxy Note 7 was not the analogous device to the S8, but they have something to prove here. They Mm -hmm. want to show that they are still in the smartphone game. Andrew, you saw it. You went hands-on with it. Mm -hmm. What do you think of the Samsung Galaxy S8? It's a very interesting, it is a very interesting device. So... You know, it was interesting what Samsung said during the presentation and what they didn't say during the presentation. So they definitely addressed the fact that the past year was a difficult year for Samsung. They didn't say why. They didn't say our, our phones were blowing up. They didn't say that. But they did also talk about their new eight-point inspection system for their batteries so that they're basically – they're really testing these batteries. If one battery blows up in a batch, and I think a batch is like 15,000 batteries, if one shows any issue, they send the entire batch back and they want a whole new batch, basically. So they they do want to make sure that that problem pretty much is gone, never happens again. Um, the other thing is Samsung really was focusing on the fact that, you know, in their mind and probably, you know, I don't know if it's reality or not, but to them, the announcement of the Galaxy S8 is equal to the reveal of the first iPhone. So to them... This form factor, uh, along with some of the software stuff that they're doing, they see as the next evolution in smartphones, where before it was the, the, the hardware keyboard with a little screen. Apple released a touchscreen, the glass and metal, and the glass is where all your content lives. And now they're saying the next evolution of that is going to be this bezel-less display where it basically looks like you're just holding a piece of glass. So we're looking at it on the screen here right. behind us. This is a very nice-looking phone. It is. It essentially is a piece of glass that curves 
very subtly on the sides. Right. And it, this does some really interesting things in terms of the proportion of the phone, because when you take away the bezel, you get a ton of screen size mm-hmm. in a smaller package. Right. And, and, and it really is a ton of screen size. It's crazy because... You know, I have the iPhone 7 Plus. That's what I carry around with me. I have every phone that you can imagine, but the one that I grab when I leave the house is the iPhone 7 Plus. And putting it next to the 5.8-inch Galaxy S8, so that's a smaller version, um, the iPhone dwarfed the Galaxy S8. So we're actually you looking at it here, it here on the screen behind us. So we've got here the iPhone 7 Plus. Is that right? iPhone 7 Plus, 5.5-inch display, and at a corner. And... The Samsung Galaxy S8, the display is how large? That's 5.8 inches. So it's lo- the display is larger than the iPhone yes. 7 Plus, and yet the iPhone 7 Plus device is larger than the Samsung right, Galaxy right. S8. You can see right here, like the, the iPhone itself is larger, right? But if you look at the display, is 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 bigger than the display on the iPhone. And then on the right-hand side of it, this is a device that's pretty much the same size as the iPhone 7 Plus, but the display here is 6.2 inches. So 5.5 versus 6.2, and you get it, you're getting it in a device that's thinner and smaller. So that really is, you know, fa- it's fantastic. When you hold this device in your hand, it's great. And going back to what I said last week about Robert Scoble, when he talked about <laughs> expecting that clear phone, when you take the Samsung Galaxy S8 or S8 Plus and you go into the camera and you tell the camera that you wanted to use the entire display, so don't show any buttons or anything, it looks like the phone disappears. You're just looking through it. And that, I think, is what we're going to see with the augmented reality and mixed reality. And in fact, they even announced some of those features for this phone. So, like, for example, what you'll be able to sort of hold it up and have it augment the world, and, and it just looks like something's on top of the yes, world. Yes, there, It doesn't look like well, you're holding a that, phone. Not just that, but it goes further because they announced Bixby. Bixby is their new... Um, assistant, but they're they're going so deep in with Bixby that they put a dedicated button on the device. So, yeah, if you look on the left-hand side of the device, beneath the volume rocker, that's the Bixby button. That button is dedicated to you pulling up their voice assistant. And that assistant is supposed to do more than just, you know, things like Siri and Alexa. It actually is supposed to be able to do anything you can do by tapping on the screen. And one thing it can do, though, is when you bring up the camera, you bring up Bixby and you point it at something. Their example was a Flatiron building in New York. You point at the Flatiron building and it recognizes that's the Flatiron building. Do you want to walk there? It'll take you, you know, five minutes from here. Do you want to find restaurants around it? or any, Like you just point it and it knows what it's looking at and it brings up contextual information. That's interesting because Samsung is known as a hardware company. They obviously do a lot of software customizations. Right. This sounds to me like the most advanced piece of piece of software that I've heard from Samsung. That's true. I, I would say so. Um, it's, it's very unique, very interesting, and it's one of the two two major features, in my opinion, of this device. In fact, you know, there wasn't a lot besides the display and Bixby that they had to talk about. Like the cameras, the camera on the back is the same camera that was on the S7 and that was on the Note 7. So they're using the same camera again here on this device. The front camera has been improved with autofocus because a lot of selfies are blurry because, you know, people have their arm out and they can't focus. So it's autofocus. That's cool. But the the real big innovations they're showing here are the display, the size of the body, and Bixby. So, I don't know. What do so, you think? So you said that there was one other though. Were you referring referring to the ability to use the phone as a PC? 
Oh, right. Yes. So that's called, I believe they called that DEX. Yes. And um, you can dock the phone and plug it into a monitor. So if you have a USB-C monitor, for example, you just plug it right into the phone, and it'll bring up a PC-like interface. So you can use a keyboard and mouse and, you know, open up like a real email program and add attachments and, you know, you have a desktop and everything. And these phones are so powerful now that, you know, like the processor, for example, going back to the iPhone, the processor in the iPhone 7 Plus is actually faster than the processor in the MacBook from two years ago. So these are becoming, you know, for all intents and purposes, they are PC class, you know, low level PC class devices. So it's cool that now, you know, you can have your Galaxy S8 and you can also use that as your, you know, if you just do lightweight stuff like email and, you know, Word documents and all that, you can use this as your device on the go. I got to tell you, looking at these pictures, I love my, I have an iPhone 6S Plus, so okay. I'm, I'm a generation behind. Right. I'm due for an upgrade. You are. Looking at this, looking at the iPhone 7 Plus mm -hmm. compared to the ga Galaxy S8 right. and the screen size and the device side, this would cause me to go to Samsung. And yeah. I, I'm seriously looking at this like, this is a beautiful device. Yes, it is. And a large screen. And I'll tell you, I kind of am in a little bit of denial over the size of my iPhone. I mean, you, I put it in my pocket, in some of my pants, it does not fit uh -huh. well. You know, it's like, you, you've run into this, like, right, you, like right. you, you sit down in a chair and it's like, oh my yeah, God, I yeah, got this yeah. big wedge in my pocket. But it's, and it's not just that. I mean, even when it's in my hand, like, you know, it's, it's it, there There are definitely times where it's in my hand and I'm, I'm using it one hand and it's like, I have to like yes. negotiate my hand around the phone to do stuff. And part of that is because you're wrapping your hand around the bezel. Yes, exactly, exactly. And Someone just mentioned here. I didn't. I didn't see who it was, but someone mentioned that the display on the S8 Plus is as big as the Switch. Yes, which I saw it, that. it is. That's true. The Switch is 6.2 inches, but again, the fact that it's curved here and the Switch has like large bezels. But when you think of it that way, like they really put a great display on these phones, and the the the, um, the resolution is now uh, 18 and a half by nine. So instead of 16 by 9, it's 18 and a half by 9. So they're longer. That allows it to, to have, uh, you know, to be larger as well and be thinner. So pricing and availability for people who are wondering when and how much they're going to have April to pay for 21st, this. April 21st. comes out April 21st on all carriers. Um, and the pricing is 750 and 850 depending on if you want the 8 or 8 plus. Um, and, you know, this is, you know, I agree with them. I think they're bringing about a new form factor into smartphones and they did it first and anyone that does it after them is following they're yep. the follower so we'll see what apple comes up with next the the big rumor is they're doing something very similar but again samsung did it first here and they did it in a pretty amazing way all right we are talking about the samsung galaxy s8 this week it's todd bishop andrew edwards geared up on geekwire we'll be right back with more Welcome back. We're talking all about the Samsung Galaxy S8 this week on Geared Up on GeekWire. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. So, Andrew, we've been uh, interacting with the YouTube comments and the Facebook comments yes. here during the break. A few questions from people out there who are watching on the stream, including yes. stuff about the screen. They really want to know about the, the, yes. the so resolution of the screen. Slayer768 asked about the screen. Is the screen still in 2K? Um, it's actually very interesting. The screen is Quad HD, but out of the box, they set it to 1080p. So what is that? I, I have no idea what you just said. So you know how like you have a computer monitor yes. and you can choose your resolution, right. right? So instead of going with the max resolution that the phone supports, Samsung puts it at 1080p, which is you know not as good. Gotcha. 
but saves the battery. Oh. Because one thing that stuck out to people, or maybe some people didn't realize this, the batteries in these phones, despite them being bigger than last year's phones, are smaller. They're being very conservative with the battery. They do not want, you know, they're just being smart. They're playing it safe. The batteries are not as big. You have 3,000 milliamp hours and 3,500 milliamp hours. And so by setting the display to 1080p, they're, they're basically able to stretch out the battery life. But you're not getting as sharp of an image. Gotcha. So you can go into the settings and you can bump it back up to quad HD. But out of the box, if you don't know to do that, you're going to have a 1080p display, which I think is a little, it's a little silly. I don't like that. Um, Josh Ferguson was talking about the biometrics. Fingerprint sensor location sucks. Yes, it does. The fingerprint sensor is literally right next to the camera. And it's on the back. So this is not an S8. Don't get all crazy, guys. <laughs> this is the LG G6. This is the Verizon model. Um, big shout out to, well, actually, Verizon didn't send it over. But big shout out to Verizon anyway because they do not lock their phones. But on the back is the fingerprint sensor. So you see here on the G6, fingerprint sensor right there by itself. Okay. No big deal. On the S8, you've got the camera here and the fingerprint sensor right next to it on the back. So a lot of people are saying, I'm going to be smudging up. I'm going to be smudging up my right, camera, right next to the camera trying to find the fingerprint sensor, which is true if you want to use it. But there's other ways to unlock the Galaxy S8. You've got um, obviously a pin code if you want to do that. You've got the fingerprint sensor. It also has the retina scanning again, so you can open it with your, with your eyes. But it takes an eye print. Right. And then the fourth way, which is the fastest way, probably not as secure because I think it's more general, but it's facial recognition. So basically... When you lift up the phone, you turn it on, it automatically reads your face and says, oh, it's Andrew unlocking it. And so it's you, instant. You don't have to do a pin. You don't have to do right. any kind. You don't have to press the button. Right. You don't have to do a, press the home button. You, it's just, it knows who you are. It knows who you are. But again, obviously, you know, if you're, let's say, let's say you're twins with somebody, it'll probably open up for your identical twin. No, come on. Versus. Because it's scanning, if it's scanning your retina? No, no. So, no, that's oh, different. There's retina scanning and gotcha. there's face rec recognition. Gotcha. So the facial recognition is not going to be as secure as the retina scanning, but the retina scanning is slower. So See what not, I'm saying? Yes, not for twins. Right, basically. right, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, it is it is instant. And I'm, I'm not sure how, like, you know, if I, if me and another bald guy with a similar, like a similar f head shape. No, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, because and I'll tell you, I have some experience with this. We're going to talk a little bit later on about the Windows 10 Creators update. Windows has a technology called Windows Hello, which okay. also does something very similar. They've upgraded it, enhanced it a lot in Windows 10 Creators update. Okay. I, I, this stuff is high tech. Okay. I mean, I, I th it gets down to little millimeters of differences in your face. I really feel good wow. about biometrics in terms okay. of. The long-term potential to get rid of passwords. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. So, yeah, I think that, like the fastest way and the easiest way is if you just turn on the facial recognition, if you have the S8. You basically just turn your phone on and it instantly opens up and sees you. And I think that's really cool. So we're talking, if you're just joining us, about the new Samsung Galaxy S8. Todd Bishop with Andrew Edwards. Andrew just got back from the unveiling of this yes. product Yesterday. in New York City. So one other interesting note on this, T-Mobile came out with... a big announcement related to the Galaxy S8, they are going to have what they call gigabit class speeds. Now, it's a little bit deceiving. I actually okay. went I went to the T-Mobile lab in Bellevue when was to this? see this Monday. Why, 
Why didn't they tell a brother to come by? <laughs> I think you were in New York. Oh, that's true. Never mind. So, so I went and I witnessed in an RF blocking chamber. So okay. no signals getting into that thing. Okay. I witnessed this thing getting up to nearly one gigabit down. It was like 890 and wow. then over 900 megabits what per second What phone were they down. using or what were they Samsung using? Samsung Galaxy S8. So oh, so what, you had an embargo th- then. Yes, I had okay. an embargo. Exactly. I saw this thing before you did. Wow, Andrew, hey, look at you. Hey, look at that. Did you so, hold it? No. Okay. <laughs> it was very it was a very controlled environment. Okay. Uh, at any rate, what's interesting is there are these three technologies that T-Mobile has rolled out on its network: four by four MIMO, uh, two fifty six QAM, mm-hmm. and then um, carrier aggregation. Right. So previously, all of those things could be used separately by, for example, the Galaxy S seven. Okay. But what Samsung has enabled in this new device is to aggregate those three things, and they're additive. Simultaneously. So oh. it, it creates much more speed, much more capacity. Okay. It was screaming. Now, they say in the real world, out in the wild, right. you'll get hundreds of megabits Still. per second down. Which Still is, fantastic. They say you can basically download a movie, a two-hour movie, in 15 seconds, two-hour HD movie. Wow. <laughs> yes. Okay, what about the upload speed? Did I mention that at all? I did not talk to them about the upload speeds. I realized that afterward. That's a, mm. So that that is one situation. Okay. Obviously, download speeds are usually Oh, yeah, especially focus. when you're on mobile. Yeah, download speeds are, are key. But still, that's cool. And so the Galaxy S8 is the first and only device announced as of today that works with that technology. That's right. So if you want those, are they saying that's a, that's going to work like day one? That when yes, essentially. Wow. In about it's about three hundred markets that T-Mobile has where those three things are enabled. So that's so if you have this phone yep. and you buy it on day one and you're in one of those markets, you're that's right. Oh, wow. And then this starts to make sense because T-Mobile is making this big push toward unlimited yes, data. Right. And so because one of my big questions was, okay, but yeah, how much am I going to have to pay for? All that extra speed, mm-hmm. and as it turns out, it's just if you're on an unlimited plan, it's not really an issue. Right, so, right. Yeah. That's yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, I'm excited. I actually switched over to T-Mobile recently, and um, how's it going for you? It's been fine. It's been fine. See, Surprisingly fine. I'm like the beta tester who went through all the pain for oh. the past three years, and now you're coming Wait, along. Wait, so are you still with them, or did you leave? I, no, I'm still with them. So, I just like to sit here and complain about okay. it. Okay. <laughs> no, it's uh, you know because again, AT and T. They weren't going unlimited, and then they did, and it was just horrible. Okay. So it was basically, am I going to go with Verizon or am I going to go with T-Mobile? And then T-Mobile every Tuesday has all those cool deals. Yes. Now, do you use those? I Take don't. Oh, I come don't. on. I know. I have taken I advantage of them every week. What, what have you gotten through the I've gotten like T-Mobile two free Tuesdays. large pizzas. <laughs> I've got, I mean, hey, that's, I've gotten 25%, 25 cents per gallon off of gas. I've gotten like four free streaming movie rentals. Those are like five bucks each. Basically, as far as value, or I'm going to get a year's worth of MLB yeah. online. That's like 200 bucks. I, right actually, there. I take that back. I I have used that in the past. Okay. Before that was not part of T-Mobile Tuesdays. You just got it. Right. Right. So I. But but everybody gets T-Mobile yeah. Tuesdays anyway. But I think as of now, I've been with them for about five weeks, and I have gotten just in those bonuses roughly $200 worth of stuff okay. that I've gotten. So that's that's pretty cool. Plus 20% off for life. All right. All right. Not so that's, that's our rundown of the Samsung Galaxy S8. We're going to take a break on the podcast. We will be right back after this. All right. Welcome back to Geared Up from GeekWire.com in Seattle. I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. We are talking about the Samsung Galaxy S8. We're also going to touch at least briefly on the Windows 10 Creators Update in right. this segment and also talk about Andrew's iPhone Red. Mm-hmm. Last item on the Galaxy S8, you're holding in your hand something that I, it looks like a little webcam 
on a stick. This is the new <laughs> Samsung Gear 360. So Samsung pretty much every year has to kind of update. They don't have to, but you know they definitely have to update the Gear VR because the camera's form factors change or the, the smartphone's form factor changes. So they release a new one. And then they also release this little updated version of the Gear 360 camera. So this year, this does 360-degree photos and videos at 4K resolution. Wow. So you can live stream to YouTube or Facebook Live. 360-degree video. 360. So if we put this in the middle of the room or on that tripod right there and set it to start live streaming, people that were watching could they'd be watching us, but they can take their mouse or their finger and swipe and see, you know, see what's behind the us, see the, see the whole room. Um, so if we were having like a roundtable discussion, they would be able to actually scroll around and see everybody as they're at talking. the table. Yeah. So how does this work? Does it stream through the connection on the phone? Um, this, I believe, connects to your Wi-Fi network. Connects to your Wi-Fi network. So you network. connect it to your okay. Wi-Fi network through your phone, through the app on the phone. Got and it. And then this connects to your Wi-Fi. And then there's a record. Like, you turn it on. There's a record button right there. And that's it. We'll have to try this out. Yes. Okay, Yeah, maybe cool. we will. Maybe next week we'll do a regular, and then we'll also do a 360 <laughs> version. Let's get... Let's Why see not? <laughs> For people who missed the beginning, we were, we, we've been trying a new uh, video audio setup. And it, it was took, crazy. And we bailed on it, it after was an crazy. hour and a half. Yes. I was joking. Maybe we should name the show Gear Down this week. Oh, man. It was horrible. All, All right, right. So, so what that's, else? That's, okay, so, that's the Gear VR. Yeah. No, that's the Gear 360 camera. Okay, cool. So you want you ready to move on from the- Yeah. Okay, so let's talk briefly. Briefly. Uh, because I would like to do a, f- a more comprehensive hands-on with this. Okay. The Windows 10 Creators Update. This is the second major update to Windows 10. So this is a major update. This is a major update. I didn't realize that because when I heard creators update, I was like, oh, that's just a little something they're adding. No, no. This is a full, this is an annual update to Windows. Okay. Adds a number of new features. Uh, One of them uh, is a pretty big update to the Microsoft Edge browser, which I'm showing you right here. Okay. So it's a small thing, but they essentially created a way to save the state of your browser tabs very easily to set them aside, they call it. So you can click a button. So you've got a bunch of browser tabs yep, open. I have so you, many. You click a button, it sets them aside. So the, the prototypical example is, hey, you know, you're studying for a test. You've got all sorts of tabs open. Right. You want to watch Netflix, you just cl- press a button, it sets them aside, and then it saves all of your state. In And basically you can go back and pick which state you want to go back to in terms of the the tabs that you had. So that's number one. It also is big, and this is one of the reasons they call it the creator's update. 3D is a big thing here. So first off, it supports a new class of Windows holographic devices that are going to be coming out in the range of $300 later this year from a variety of different OEMs. Holographic devices meaning what? Meaning HoloLens-type devices. So uh, augmented reality devices, yeah. and then it also. Did, are you were you ever a big user of uh, Microsoft Paint? A big user of Microsoft yeah, Paint. Yeah, I wouldn't consider Paint? myself a big user. Some I've people, used it a few couple times yeah, in my life. For some people, I mean, this is like the <laughs> you know the typical the 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 big graphic design program okay. for some people. Wow. For, you know, yeah, I know it's not exactly Photoshop, but this this update includes a new version of Paint that lets you create objects in three D. Okay. So this this is cool. And so if you think about combining this with something like the Surface Studio, the the big 
desktop. I can see that you're not on board with Windows, Andrew. I'm not, <laughs> I don't get excited about Windows. I mean, the stuff that you're, I mean, you're talking about paint. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know, like, I this is an annual update and we've updated paint. Yes. Like, it's it's sort of the it's the uh, the collection of up, up things. right There's and no then like one... the browser tab like the, to me the these sound tab, like yeah. updates that that's a cool update but that I don't have to wait for an annual update to be able to just move my browser tab like that should just be a hey here's a new idea we yeah, came up with that is true so is it's true. like I'm not seeing like so a lot of cool stuff yet a couple other things there is a new mode this is something else but there is a new mode that allows you to give system preferences that give preference to your game. So okay. if you're playing a That's game they, and, and you've got other processes running in the background, it gives priority okay. to the game. So I that, like that. that's another one. Uh, they have integrated uh, Beam game streaming. That's their new Twitch competitor. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's another one. And then this, uh, which is showing on the screen behind us, they are actually competing with Amazon now. They've got an what? ebook store inside the Windows store in the new Windows 10 creators. What update. are they doing? It's a good question. They it was funny. I went to a briefing on this, and I was there with a couple other reporters, and all of us covered you know all, Amazon as well. And so all of us keyed in on this. It's like, what are you doing with an ebook store? And they didn't own it. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. It wasn't like, yeah, we're going all in on ebooks. It was kind of like, yeah, this is sort of a new feature. It was sort of on the level of what you saw with the tab saving right, in, right. in the in the edge browser. That's crazy though. Yeah. Like okay. Okay. So, at any rate, so you got that. It, it's uh for people who are wondering, EPUB format, also PDF. The only place you can read the books though is in the Edge browser. So you can't unless you'd like do a convert. Why? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Why? I know. So there's that nothing beats Kindle <laughs> when it comes to that. I don't yeah, wanna I, I know that's difficult. Yeah. Terrible. I, yeah. So that that's the Windows 10 creators update. I would like to maybe we can do a future episode where my mission will be to convince you to switch to Windows 10 based on some feature. I, I'm a Mac user. I was about as well. to say you don't even use it. You don't even use Windows 10. Why I would you mean, want I to use it? I don't use it. Me? I don't use it day to day. But but I do use it and I appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a good operating Fair system. Fair enough. Certainly better than Windows 8. Um, you know, but uh, Windows 7 is still by far the largest. Right. In terms of market share, and that that really uh, frustrates Microsoft. It it does. So they're trying to get people to move up. Although Windows at this point, you know, uh, not really the center of Microsoft as it has been in the past. They've got a lot of other things yes, going on. That's uh, true. And if you ask, like, a, I don't know, I got to not the name drop, but I got to talk to Bill Gates mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, and I asked him, like, what Your do you think? Bill? About, yeah, my friend Bill. What, what do you think about what's going on at Microsoft these days? He cited Office as sort of the place where he sees a lot of the innovation happening when you look at things like bots and artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and the future of productivity. Whereas in the past, if you asked Balmer or Gates in the heyday of Microsoft what the most important product was, Windows, Windows would have right, been the answer. Right. All right. Not that Office is that exciting, but okay. Okay. All right. So last thing here. This is the red iPhone. Yes. And this was what I was skeptical about. I mean, who cares about it being red, apart from the do-gooder aspect. Well, of that's that's the whole point. See, that's that's what I think a lot of people were missing. Almost everybody that I've seen reviewing the phone, doing videos of the phone, commenting on the phone, are all saying it's just a new color. Who cares? This is just Apple being desperate because the S8 is about to be released or the G6 is about to be released, and they just need to put a new color out there to bump sales. And I'm like, why is everyone focused on the color and not the cause? So remember last week. Edwin Soto left us a message that said they donated over $60 million, um, but that actually was as of 2014. As of now, it's over $130 million to the Red Foundation, Global Fund to Fight AIDS, 
that's really cool. And no product, I mean, I can guarantee this, there's no red product they've ever released that's going to sell as well as this. So this product, just by the fact that it's a product red device, is going to mean a lot more donations go towards the Global Fund to fight HIV and AIDS. And that is a good thing. So do you like it? Do you like the phone? Yeah, well, no, you open it. I mean, okay. it's the same phone. It is the exact same Whoops. phone as the iPhone 7 or an iPhone 7 Plus in any other color. But so. I, saw, I saw one of your videos. Isn't there something different about the screen? No. Oh, okay. The display is the same. Everything's the same. It's just the color is different. The, the whole screen thing was people were upset, mad. You know how people get with devices like this. Yeah. They, were, they weren't liking the fact that the display wasn't black. They were like, why did they put a white glass display on here instead of the black display? So in other words, so this would be black. The bezel. The bezel right. would be black. So they were saying like it would look so much better if it was black and red than white and red. You know what? And I did a video specifically on that addressing it because product red is white. Like that's their brand. The brand is white and red. This would look way cooler if it was black. It would. In fact, another YouTuber out there, Danny Winget, actually bought one of these and then bought a jet black iPhone, took both of them apart, and built his own black and red iPhone 7. And it looks amazing. I saw it the other day. So, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's, it looks fantastic. But it would go against product red branding. Here, here, look, look at this. Look at this guy. Okay, so he he made, he made a black and red one. Okay, so and it looks it looks really nice. That's impressive. But he also broke one in the process. So this you know it well, cost him like a thousand bucks. Charity to do this. man, yeah, it's the cost. That's true. It's the cost. That's true. And then other people say, well, why why don't you just buy any other phone and then donate to the Red Foundation? Which great if you do that. But the fact of the matter is, I would assume the majority of that one hundred and thirty million dollars that Apple's been able to raise for this charity came from people who wouldn't have otherwise went home and said, you know, I'm going to buy a blue one and then just go home and, you know, donate five bucks or whatever it might be. So I don't see where, you know, where the negative is about okay. that. If you don't like the red, don't buy the red. There's five <laughs> other colors that they have. <laughs> buy one of the other five colors. The red is the sixth color for the iPhone 7 line, and it goes to a good cause. Yeah. Okay. All right. But for you, though, would yes. you would you buy this? You know what? I was just holding that in my hand and that kind of is wishing the I had a phone about this size. Every week I ask you, would you buy something? Yes, <laughs> I would so, buy this. I would buy. Would this. you buy that exact color though? Yeah, it's nice. Okay, because yeah. last week you were hesitant because you were like, I don't want people looking at me or noticing me. Yeah, I, maybe I'm feeling a little bit more uh, ambitious okay. these days. I don't okay. know. But it, actually, the, the thing that I, that is making me want this right now is this size is so nice. That, that's why the S8. Right, so so the yeah. thing, okay, so the S8, the regular S8, is pretty much this size. But this is with, pretty much the size of the S8 with a 5.8-inch display. So the screen on the S8 is larger than the iPhone 7 Plus. Right. But the... The body size is, is iPhone 7. Wow. Like, yeah, it's okay, it that is nice. Okay, that at home. It's nice. In fact, someone said the S8 is the best thing to happen in the smartphone industry. I don't know if I agree with that. You mean in history? <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that in history. Yep. I think the iPhone was the big thing in history back in 2007 that really had a huge shift. But um, over the last several several years, yes, I think the S8 really is the next, you know, that's the that's where phones are going. And regardless of what anyone says, Samsung led the way there uh, with this release. So I'm excited to, to get it in my hands, uh, you know, in the leisure of my home. Versus in a you know big crowd yeah. of people all trying to get their hands on it. 
I anxiously await the true details on the anniversary iPhone. Says John Cramps. Yes, the true details. I mean, none of us will know the true details until Apple shows them. But the big rumor is that they're going to basically give us something similar to the S8. Yeah. Some, you know, basically an S8 that runs iOS. We'll see. All right, good stuff. We will hang around and chat with the folks on the live stream. But for people listening on the podcast, thanks very much. Don't forget, go to iTunes, search Geared Up, or go to geekwire.com slash geared up. Subscribe. Also go to youtube.com slash Andrew Edwards, Andrew with a U, mm-hmm. and uh, make sure that you get notified when we go live. Yeah, tap on that bell. You'll find out when we drop new videos. And um, thanks for joining us. Until next time, I'm Todd Bishop. I'm Andrew Edwards. You're listening to Geared Up on GeekWire. Talk to you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Geared Up, the weekly tech and gadget podcast. Check out more of Andrew's reviews at youtube.com slash gearlive and follow all of our coverage at geekwire.com.